All right. I'm going to have to do this on the computer. Do it on the computer, Steve. It's, it'll be easier on the computer. Ryan, Revolution, they're the best white guy reggae band from San Diego. Are they from San Diego? I think so. I'd never heard of them. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle on the Guitar, Buying, Selling, Trading, Modding, Fixing, Breaking, Reviewing, Playing, Podcast. Or videocast. Tubecast? I don't know. Tubecast. What do you call it when you have a podcast but it's on YouTube? You know, we did do it the right way, I think. I, I've seen I'm people, glad you finally come around to that, Steve. <laughs> I, I see people talk about how, you know, oh, this person had a video. They did video first, and they took it to podcast. That's the wrong way. That's, that's the, the wrong, wrong direction. That's the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. Because as you're going from higher effort to lower effort, you're supposed to go from something that you can do casually on the weekends into something that takes over your entire life. Which is exactly which is exactly. what I did. Uh, this first <laughs> ad was sent by Peter. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Uh, BC Rich Warlock Custom Diop. About this listing, have had this Warlock many years, not sure of its year or exact model name. Had it hydro-dipped a few years ago, put brand-new custom-made bare-knuckle HSP90s in, new knobs, not new pots, and new toggle switch. It plays great and feels great. Few nicks on the edges, but has been filled, sanded, and clear-coated uh, when I had it dipped previously. Will come with a whammy bar as well. This guitar could use a good tune-up. Though, I won't lie, the input jack is a bit touchy and could probably be replaced, and a good touch-up to the truss rod and springs might be needed. That's scary. Uh, though I don't think it's seriously out of whack by any other, oh, just saying like an adjustment. Uh, but, I, but I know that this guitar could use a little love. It's been played many shows and through many bands, and is a true warhorse that can serve you if treated well. BC Rich Warlock Custom Dip, $480, down from $700 on Reverb being sold from ohio it's got some chips in that finish but the clear coat looks decent um any pointy guitar like this is gonna have chips if it gets played at all especially with a somewhat delicate finish like yeah. this by the way the finish i love it yeah the finish wanna, is really fun i want to see more bc riches like this they don't all have to be black or red crackle or, or whatever I love this. The BC Riches have this this fun shape. Let's have fun colors on it. It's a good like it's a it's a good canvas for this sort of thing. The sticker combo on the back is great. I didn't even pay attention. I'll, okay, I'll there's like a cat up. There's like a worm, beanie baby worm, <laughs> and then underneath it it says, "You think you felt true fear? You think you've known actual pain?" <laughs> I don't know what that's from. It feels like from a movie or something. <laughs> but it's you coming think? from that cute little stuffed worm. Yeah. I love it. That is fun. I like that. Uh, so this was 700 and now it's down to 400? Yeah. 480. I don't know. I don't know what the, the price of this should be. Uh, I know that there is some collector's value to what used to be dirt cheap BC riches now and they're, they're climbing in value. Uh, what I want to talk about is the fact that in the in the decade that you and I have been doing this show mm -hmm, together, mm -hmm. it feels like BC Rich has always has been in a constant flux of who owns them now, 
Are they producing anything? Right. Will they produce anything? Hold on, real quick. Apparently, this is a <coughs> this is a meme because when you punch oh, okay. in that quote. You think you felt true fear? It comes up on a whole bunch of like red bubble. And All right, stuff. okay. So anyway, BC Rich. Sorry, sorry. So I just had to finish that. Their existence as a brand has been seemingly uncertain. Yeah. On and off yep. for the past ten years, maybe longer. And looking at uh, at these photos, and and in even recently, they got uh, you know, they're they're implicated in a situation with a local builder, Iconic mm-hmm, Guitars. Mm-hmm. What had had a contract to build for them, and everything went sour and south apparently, and uh, lots of people are affected. Thanks, BC Rich. Uh, so, anyways, what I'm going to pitch is that we should buy BC Rich. Sixty cycle. Do you think we could afford BC Rich? I don't know if we should have could have. We business loans exist, right? Yeah, we can put up the YouTube channel as collateral. And I'm almost certain that you and I could do a halfway decent job of running BC Rich. Could we? You think we could? I think I think we have enough help in the industry that people could help us figure out how to do it. And we just all we would have to do, Steve, mm-hmm. is not screw up big time. <laughs> like all we'd have to do is make sure some guitars get made. Of any quality. What do you think? What do you? Okay. What and, and then uh, and then the reason to do that is so that I can have you know uh, some custom runs made that look like this and get my BC Rich Surf guitar I mean, the, made. And the sell reality that. is, is if you think about where the brand is now, right? They're probably doing uh, some sort of well. Do, I don't even know what they currently make. Like, if we go to Sweetwater, are we going to see anything? Well, I don't know if they make anything right now. It sounds like they were OEMing out to American well, right, other right, other right. American builders. That, I, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, if I go to Sweetwater, there's $1,600 BC Riches, and that looks like there's a $900. It's on discount BC Rich. So it's, they do have a price range of what looks like that would cover – Cheap sure. import, maybe mid import, like hiring Koreans some, or something like that. Yeah, like where is the this Iron Bird made? Can I get a close up of a headstock that will tell me? It just says extreme. Uh, and and you know we don't. This is one of the unfortunate places where uh, I think you mentioned that you wanted to go down this path. Yeah, this is handcrafted in Korea, and it's. Nineteen hundred dollars. Yeah, that's the way things tough. The things have been going that direction. Uh, a lot of Korean guitars are well over a grand now. Honestly, like if we owned, if we had the capital to buy the rights to BC Rich, I mean, we don't have the capital to buy ABC Rich. Yeah, we're talking about buying the, the whole brand. Uh, but if we had it, like, I think I would just you just want a contract to like a ERD or whatever. To just have them start making BC riches, I I think if we if we took over the brand, mm-hmm. yeah, I think immediately we would go uh, capital I import on this thing, and we would be making six and seven hundred dollar Chinese, yeah, or uh, or like Indonesian or something BC riches, Chinese Indonesian in the classic shapes with uh, you know, there's always. You know, if, if you go shop Gibson, there's always going to be sunburst, mm-hmm. gold top, uh, so on and so on. A couple classic finishes, cherry red and, and whatnot. There's always going to be black BC riches. You always have to yeah. have black yeah. BC riches. But I, 
as long as the playable quality is there, I think what most people want out of BC Rich, I realize the collectors out there want the high-end stuff. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to that eventually. But we're going to focus on, yeah, satisfying the market for black BC Riches. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then we're also going to get crazy with colors and finishes and loadouts. Make and some surf guitars. Make some surf guitars. Surf make, Warlock. Make make some make some interesting decisions that that push the boundaries a little bit. Not not trying to be completely cheeky, but hey, why not heavy metal flake BC riches? Sure. That sure. would be a lot of fun. Like stuff that can be, you know, like aimed at the metal players that sincerely want BC rich and the people who kind of ironically want BC rich. They're yeah. looking at it like that's a fun wild shape. I like that it has uh, a sparkly interesting finish on it, uh, but it also appeals to, you know, the more glamorous heavy metal rocker out there that wants to make a statement on stage. And then once you build that up, then you start finding like a US shop and like let's do small runs, high end mm -hmm. stuff. You know, like satisfy the collector's market, basically. And honestly, I don't know if there needs to be a middle ground because when 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 BC Rich was making like the real cheap stuff, late '90s into the early aughts and whatnot, that was really, it was honestly really poor quality stuff. Like it was, you know, in that low squire sort of quality point with all your bronzes and things like that, and they were pumping out a ton of those. The cheap stuff now is way better than that. We yeah. could, we could, you could make a five hundred, six hundred, seven dollar, seven hundred dollar import BC Rich that kicks ass, and I think that's what people want. They want a, that's they right. want an affordable, out there, outlandish guitar shape for not a lot of money, and it's totally deliverable now. Up until or during the uh, until twenty eighteen. BC Rich, uh, I don't know how long, but up until 2018, so for some number of years leading up to 2018, uh, BC Riches were made by Praxis Musical in uh, Orange, up in Orange. Huh. That's the same company that makes Sterling and right. Orangewood. Yeah. I say makes. Like, I'm sure that, you know, they're not making them. They are controlling the manufacturer. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but I didn't know that. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um, but also, again, yeah, this whole situation, uh, that whole BC Rich situation, I think, is just very odd and unfortunate. I don't yeah, know yeah. if it's more we're not odd gonna, or more unfortunate. We're not going to cover all of it, but you can look it up on your own. Go watch the video that Iconic put out yeah. a few weeks back. But what do, you th what do we think about this guitar itself? There's some damage and chipping uh, that is the headstock chip right there. That, that's on the headstock. That's okay. on the headstock. So tell. that's like, that's, oh, obviously there's a tuner, idiot. Come on. That's Ugh. the honestly, I hate that headstock shape. It's my least favorite BC Rich, right? Uh, feature like any, it's my <laughs> least favorite part of any BC Rich is that three by three like earwig yeah. headstock. It's just it's just over the top. I like the the six in line that they do. I also like the more classy. I was going to say classic, and then I decided to change gears and say classy. I like the classier kind of like USA high-end sort of headstock, mm -hmm, but you're mm -hmm. not going to see that on everything. Um, I don't remember what this version went for originally, but this was kind of like a mid-tier one with the no-fret markers How can, oh, okay. and, the, and the flat top. 
I was going to say, I wasn't sure how you could tell, but the no fret markers, it's probably a... There's little chips in the paint. Good indicator. Here and there, but that really doesn't bug me. For 400 something bucks, it was 480 or something? I think like at 300, this starts getting interesting. At 480, I think it's still a maybe a bit high. I don't know. I've, I've been... I shopped BC Riches for a while trying to find one that I could turn into a surf guitar. Mm-hmm. This could be it. This one's not far off. This could one's not it. far off. I think the price is really not that ridiculous. Uh, if you love it, then uh, you're going to try to buy it. Mm-hmm. This person's had one offer already and has declined it. They've got 92 watchers. It was listed four months ago. People are interested in it. I don't know how much wiggle room there is on it. They've already dropped it down 220 bucks. If I in if in my heart I wanted this in your heart deep right in your heart. If I didn't already have a problem of having too many guitars around here and right. not needing new projects. I think this is one that would have tempted me at, uh, into, into getting a BC Rich project. Because you know what, even I'll, though even though I hate that headstock, I could have put a different neck on this. I could have found a different mm-hmm, neck and swapped mm-hmm. it in. I could have put a fender neck on. This. <laughs> I could have found I could have found a generic neck to put on this. I think I think I would I think I would offer four twenty five and see what would happen. Okay. Because that that dip is actually really really fun. The dip and I think like I said, besides the chips, like the obvious wear and tear that. Like you said, you're going to get with something this pointy. I think the dip looks pretty good. Oh, it's down to four thirty, Ryan. Oh shoot! Thirty dollars shipping. But I like. I'm not going to get it. But I was saying it's purely hypothetical. Um, what I would do hypothetically, if I did have this, I would swap out those pickups. Uh, like I don't have anything against those pickups. I'm just not down with the vibe. But uh, double white open coils on this mm. would look really good, especially with those pearl knobs that they have on here uh might swap that bridge i'm not a big fan of that style bridge that has the big chunk like the high mass sort of thing going right. on i'm not a lover of that it's got a two post thing going on i wonder if i could throw a floyd onto this and get a different neck i'm still trying to figure out what what model this is i'm not seeing anything without fret markers on reverb oh, don't search on reverb you got it you got to get onto the googles yeah. i just figured there would be one for sale there might be bc rich warlock no inlay image as scroll oh right away see told you oh i don't know if that's the same one this just says kit it doesn't have pickups they want 279 different one Different one. That's Different got the one. headstock that I want, though. I'm not going to spend any more. No, no, no. That. Someone in the audience is going to figure Let it out. Let us know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think this. I think, I think there's something here. The price seems high, but then they, there's a bit of a collector's market now for older junky, uh, BC riches. And the price came down again. So yeah, know, who knows? Who knows where yeah, this you might will be? End up. Might be able to offer three fifty and see what they come back with. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I want it. Maybe you could offer. Are those any sort of sports colors that I would get accused of being a fan uh, of? Something? Maybe a maybe the orange and turquoise. Is that or, dolphins? It, it is the dolphins. All right. Well, I only know that because of our friend Albert. 
Uh, yeah, these are definitely dolphins. Because everything in his colors. life is orange and turquoise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Ryan. Miss you, Albert, if you're still out there. I don't know if you still watch the show, but I miss you. Good uh, guy. You know, Ryan, uh, if folks wanted you to buy this guitar really badly, what they could do is they could join our Patreon <laughs> over at patreon.com slash 60cyclehumcast. Uh, transitions. Where for as little as $1, like if we had 350 people sign up at a dollar a month in the week that this episode comes out. That would be insane. I w- for that week. For that, for that pay, for that pay period, I would let you. It's not about. I just want to make clear. No, no, hold on, all of you sitting up there with your finger on the super chat button. It's not about the money. It's about storage space and me not having time for a project. Oh, so don't, oh. don't buy me this guitar. I'm, I'm being serious right now. Don't. I know there's some generous people out there. Don't buy me this guitar and don't uh, send uh, it to the UPS uh, box. Fine. And that's not me trying to hint. Do it like winking. I'm saying don't. I don't have time for more projects right now. <laughs> but if you did join the Patreon at the $1 level and hundreds of you did it all at once, it would make it possible for us to do a lot more interesting content out here. Yeah. Uh, I would be able to buy really interesting things off of Amazon to cover I don't, that people I don't are know, interested man. in or, think, or, or interesting things from all sorts of retailers I think that people if, might be interested in. I think if we got 350 one dollar subscribers into the patreon the week this episode airs it would be a very strong indication that your next patreon video should be about purchasing okay. and demoing this you're not specific wrong because then because then it would pay for itself it over would the pay months. for itself yeah. well even if they only did it for like they did the one dollar and they they cashed out and and moved on it's the demand all right if if next week it can replace Steve, your timu guitar up Steve, there Steve reads off a list of new Patreon supporters, and we have 350 new one dollar Patreon be supporters. Here a while, it's going to be a four hour long episode. But I'll I'll see if that BC Rich is still available, I'm, and I'll buy it. What I'll have to do is I'll have to load all the names onto uh, Apple like a notes file. Do you know how fast the names are going to scroll <laughs> at I'll, the end? And I'll have Just, to I'll have to have um I'll have to have like the Apple reader read all the names off because i won't be able to i'll have to do it that's my punishment for suggesting it you can you can tell that you and i are uh people who have played in guitar in church because we're always begging for money oh my gosh <laughs> uh well you know what there is going to be a point and we are not there yet but i think there will be a, eventually a point where we will have to change the criteria for the scroll because yeah. it because it will be going too fast. There'll be too many people. But that um, might be well. I could do double scroll. Oh yeah, yeah. Two columns. Two you columns. just have to use smaller font. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. It'll well, be like movie credits. You know, Ryan, this Stringjoy box has a lot of fonts on it. Actually, how Some many of fonts them are does big, it have? Like this Stringjoy one. That's a font. Around here, Orbiter in this house, we font. call them typefaces. Steve. Uh, there's another font down here. That's a font. Um. I think that's it. I think there's maybe only three different fonts. That's on good, here. solid design. You don't want to go more than that because then you're starting to get yeah. into ransom letter territory. And that means that not only do the folks at Stringjoy make great strings in Nashville, Tennessee, but they also understand good graphic design. And that's mm-hmm. a thing that I appreciate about them. Well, also, it saves you a lot of money because you don't have to license all those typefaces, Steve. And that savings. I think they're called fonts. Get past. Right 
that savings gets passed on to you and it also gets passed on so that they can buy the powdered baby teeth to coat these strings. That's right. Because That's right. these strings, the orbiters are coated in enamel. So they feel nice and slick and smooth and they don't rust or crust just like your human teeth. Also, that human baby tooth dust coating these strings gives you that extra bite. So go check out String Joy Strings. Uh, this you, is a set of orbiters. I just put these on my Hallmark, which I used at a show very recently, and I'm hoping that this coated set lasts a long time on that guitar so I don't have to change strings every time I play. Use the link down in the description and code H-U-M at checkout for 10% off the total of your order. That's right, Steve. Ryan, this next ad... I don't know who was sent by because I'm not there yet, but it's called Authentic Shred. And it I was just sent by Philip Carter of sent the 40-watt podcast. Philip. 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 Did you wake up this morning and say to yourself, today I shall buy the craziest Gibson I see on the internet? We should talk. Here's a Gibson you don't see every day. It's the M3 Deluxe, basically Gibson's attempt at a super strat. Per the vomit. Per the great and powerful Trogly of YouTube, this is Gibson's <laughs> best iteration of the many wild guitars that came out of the late 80s and early 90s. This wild guitar features a very cool multi-wood construction, a maple neck, a Gibson-branded Floyd-style trim, and a unique HSH setup with the two-way toggle that flips the neck and bridge pickups from humbucker to single-coil mode and back. It's wild. It does a lot, and it looks pretty gnarly with a K, not a G. I don't know why. Canarly. Uh, canarly. Uh, it's in good shape with some small dents here and there and a bit of checking, but nothing major. Includes the fitted Gibson hard shell cases pictures, but I'm pictured, but I'm not sure if it's original. Shipping, no problem. Cash is cool. Local trades are swell, but this is a, you probably didn't read this. I'm in Indian Rocks Beach, Florida. I do accept non-local trades only under certain conditions. You're reading too much, Steve. Yeah, other stuff. That's no, I do not. No, I do not want to trade for a lion guitar signed by Billy Idol. <laughs> so, it, so it was. I was getting to more important. All right, that is important where's information. The, where's the price on this? Uh, there it is. Twenty four hundred dollars. And $75 also. I don't know if that's a fair price for these, but I have always admired these. Like, this might be one of my favorite Gibsons. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting. Like, walking around Nam last week, yeah. this long top horn body style is back. Like, you see a lot of yeah. this. Like, this is essentially, like, there's a lot of Ernie Ball guitars that have this sort of thing going on. There's a lot of, like modern metal-y guitars that have this body shape that are kind of referencing this situation. Only, like, there's a classiness to this. Like, mm -hmm. I think I appreciate this Gibson a lot more than a lot of other Gibsons, and it's such not a normal Gibson. Like, it's so different than every other Gibson. There was a local band that I used to go see when I was in college where the, the guitarist would play one of these. His was white, though. I don't think I've ever seen one of these in a natural finish. I was wondering if this has been refinished because uh, I don't think I've ever seen them in natural either. And in fact, I'm looking at a, a, an M3 that has the same pickup layout and the same pick guard and everything else, but it's black. Right. So I'm wondering if this was black and then was if stripped. I remember the ones I've seen have always been black, white, or red. 
There was a gloss one in the or a, a natural one in the nineties, but it wasn't like this. No, this one, the natural. Well, one, there's there's like sandwiching going on with this that I'm not sure you would have normally seen. Yeah, yeah. But also, there is some figuring to the wood, and like it does look really nice and sharp. Like if if it was stripped and refinished, someone did a really good job of it. I guess the red ones from that same time period also had that pick card. Oh, is that a green one? That's a green one, but it's a it's oh. one it's a newer one, 2013. They made them in 2013? Yeah, I think they just did like a single year run. You're way too close to your mic. There you go. Fixed it. Does everyone feel here's does a, everyone feel better about Steve's voice now? Here's a walnut poplar and maple finished in antique natural. That's that. That's it. It's not. It's not that because this has a red stripe on it and the back is totally different. But it looks like the same exact build style. Oh no, the back isn't different. I so, think it yeah. is just slightly different wood. That's it. Or maybe what's different, up with this red stripe? Different lighting or diff- or slightly different wood or it's very similar. Yeah, it's it, that's the, that's the, the same ballpark. build. It's got the same inlays this on the neck one and everything. Sold for thirty six hundred dollars. I mean, these are definitely out of my price point, and they're way out of my playing style and skill set. You know, like the person that had one of these in a local band, like they were a ripper, and I'm Mm -hmm. not a ripper. But I just I enjoy seeing them every time I see them. Like they're like a really nice piece of furniture. You could be a ripper, right? If you bought this guitar, if I bought this, I could be a ripper. I could just shred Jesse and the Rippers. (laughs) Mark, if you're watching. Get Gibson to uh, to redo these. Here's another one. Here's another antique amber. Like this could be. Gibson could take this shape and do a modified take on this mm-hmm. and go headless. That would be. This could be the, this could be the platform for a modern headless multi scale seven eight string sort of build. Because they already have a modern shape here. Mm hmm. They could do some sort of like knee cut away like you see on all the headless things. They could do some sort of fancy cuts around the butt to uh, like they could cut in around the, the trim or whatever to give it that headless super lightweight thing going on. I, I say they, this is it, Gibson. This is the thing that you've been waiting for. I know you've been waiting for it, for an opportunity to break back into modern guitars, bring back... This model, the M3, but modify it for modern tastes. You could have pitched that whole idea to Gibson had you gone to that Gibson event. I wasn't invited, Steve. But you were at Disneyland instead. But I wasn't even invited. I probably could have walked in. I think it was just, but also, from what I hear, open invitation. There wasn't any. I don't think there was anyone who was in control of anything there. It was mm. just. It was just open house. Yeah, yeah, it was just go in and you know take whatever you want. No, I could. I could. Maybe I'll Photoshop this up together. I'll Photoshop it together. And uh, here, I'll do a clean pitch for the for the TikTok short here, guys. I think I'm going to Photoshop my idea together here to, to turn the Gibson M3 into a modern headless model. And then I'll tie... <laughs> I'm trying to do it clean here, and I'm stumbling all over my words. Okay, one more try. One more try, guys. You're watching this in real time. You know what, Steve? Yeah, Ryan. I just have this idea that Gibson should take the M3 design from the 90s and they should rework it to be a modern headless guitar 
And I think I should Photoshop it together. Maybe I'll put it up here on the screen and, uh, you know, tag Mark Agnesi and he can see it. And maybe he can pass on the idea to uh, people up at, at, up at the, you know, the headquarters of Gibson who do all the R&D and stuff. I think this is Gibson's opportunity to reintroduce the modern market, to re-enter the modern market of modern guitar design. There we go. There's a hot little clip there. There you go. You the did Instagrams it. And, and the it shorts was un- and the reels. Under a minute. Thanks too. for timing it, Steve. I was making sure. <laughs> making sure it was going to work. That didn't feel forced or unnatural. No, no, at it was all. great. That's sincere. It's fantastic. <laughs> Ryan. Yes, Steve. What's new? Oh man! I mean, at, at this point, like it's been uh, it's been a full week since Dinosaur Ghost played in Long Beach for the Winter yeah, Surf it's Fest. It's been one week, but we're still filming this before I actually got to do that. So, however, well, it went, you're playing this weekend. I'm playing like, this weekend, February third or whatever Sunday. But th- it's going to be too late. For, no, I know. Yeah, I know. I just for some reason I thought it was later in February. No, no, it's 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 this weekend. I'm driving up to Long Beach to play with Dinosaur Ghost. We had a practice. Mm-hmm. And talk about that is what's new. We had a practice here at this house. Usually we practice at the bass's house because he always has like band stuff set up yeah. and uh, we can be loud over there, but he's getting construction done, building an ADU behind his house. So we came over here and we used the Roland V drums. Okay. And I ran them through uh, that powered fender yeah. <laughs> speaker that I have and a boss katana. So we could get some nice width from the drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> So two two guitar amps Ugh. for the drum kit, and then I I busted out the new rev. Okay, the other guitarist used the new rev, and I used the Tone King, mm-hmm. and we sounded fantastic. Oh, it sounded oh. really really good. Sounded then, just uh, like a a yacht yacht club. <laughs> yeah, I busted out the uh, the yacht club mix. Uh, so I was pretty stoked about using those, and then I threw Mitch on Mitch is the bassist on yeah. my uh, boss katana my, on my boss bass katana for bass guitars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that sounded good too. Is that, we, is that what you think you're going to run that setup for the show? No, no, that was just oh, for okay. practicing here at home. But it was kind of fun to do like a lower volume practice here at the house because usually it's like full drum kit, full volume. It was neat to be kind of quiet and. And have just kind of a chill practice. Like my Lauren still thought it was pretty loud. Of course. But if we did a comparison against like a regular drum kit, sure. It would have sure. I'm sure it would have been like 10, 15 decibels lower yeah. easily. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But it was, I had a good time. Well, maybe we'll do it again over here. I want to get the drum kit moved in into here in this room and maybe shoot some little videos and stuff like that. And I want to get to the place with Dinosaur Ghost where we're starting to get creative working on some songs again we've been doing mm-hmm. a thing where it's like we play every six months <laughs> right right i what i need to do is i need to sit down uh with garage band or a recorder or something like that and i need to just knock out like three demos and then have the guys over and just start working on songs because i want to start moving that direction again i want to i want, to, I want we've had the same 10 songs mm-hmm. for 10 years Let's get three more songs for three more years. There you go. There's the goal. There you go. What do you got new, Steve? I, I got a rat. Like uh, a pedal? No, like living in my garage. Uh-oh. Uh, that's that's not the kind of rat that you want, Steve. We're trying to... You have like a lot of boxes in there and stuff, huh? Yeah. We're, yeah. Uh, well, so it was living underneath the shed. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when... I think it was actually during Nam. The first night of Nam, my wife texted me, my wife, 
and my was, wife and was like something ran Your wife. my something like ran under my feet when I was taking out the trash. Oh, cool! So I think she had the garage door, like the side door open or whatever, and the rat ran into the garage from the house, from the shed, oh, from, from the underneath shed. the shed where it's probably been living for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I need to go get some kind of rat trap situation. I think because we've been trying to leave the garage door open at night. To see if it will just leave. Like, not all the way open, just, like, cracked, uh-huh. right? Do uh, you think it, it's a big one? I don't know. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't want to leave, uh, it seems like, because... Well, it's warm in there. Yeah, uh, and it's chewing through the the rubber uh, gasket at the bottom of my garage door. <sighs> so, basically, it's like... I mean, the rubber gasket's still there, but I don't... I may have to replace it. Do you think it's trying something. to get out when it's doing that? I don't know. Just leave the garage door open like an inch. No, no, that's what I've been doing. I've been leaving it open like only like an inch, but it hasn't left. And like you said, it's it's cold at night, so maybe it doesn't want to leave. Right. Uh so it's probably chewing to make to get materials to make a nest. That's somewhere. what it kind of seems like. Um, but I think probably tomorrow or well, it's supposed to rain. But probably tomorrow I'm going to buy, uh, just buy like a no-kill trap. All right. And try to, if I trap it, I'll just take it over to like one of the, there's a bunch of like open fields by my house. So I'll just drive it All over right. there and let it go. I've got, I've got a squirrel trap you could borrow. Maybe, uh, maybe that's what I need to do. That's then. a no-kill squirrel trap. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my deal. Yeah. Got a rat. You've got a rat. You got to get rid of not it. Not the kind that I want. Not a Proco rat. Not a woodcutter. Not a... What other rat? Not a 1981 DRV. Right, right. Uh, just a plain just regular old rodent. Rodent in your garage. I, one time, I uh, I didn't use my grill for a long time. Yeah. And I opened it up. And I was like, what the hell? Mm. There's a clown wig in here. It was like red <laughs> and yellow and green. This big clown wow. of like like fuzzy. It looked like It looked like a clown wig. Yeah. And a rat had gotten in there and started to make a nest. And I realized later what it was. It, it, the rat had shredded up bungee cords. Oh. And had and, and had fluffed it into this big clown wig mound in my Interesting. grill. Interesting. But I... I, I I that was the last straw for that grill because it was already rotten out and mm-hmm. just like all right this is this is going in a dumpster sort of situation. Yeah. I think uh, I have a feeling that this creature is living inside a box, a golf bag. Ooh, uh, where, where, if, when you find what it's been inside of, you're not going to want to keep it. Oh, I know. It's going to be I'm, full of <laughs> little raisins. No, yeah. For you well, because I and it's going to smell like piss. And it's I had to throw you. away. So we we had a couple car seats in the shed that, like, I was waiting for like a Target buyback or not buyback, but like a Target donation deal for those. Uh huh. And I went in my shed one day a few months ago, and the, the car seat like fabric was all shredded. So I just ended up throwing them away, which I think is technically illegal, but hmm. You're supposed to like take those to the fire department or something. The car seat, car seats. Huh. I don't. There's a. It, I. I mean, I cut up all the straps and stuff. So oh, sure, it wouldn't sure. Be usable. Yeah. But yeah, I know there's some weird rules around throwing I away didn't car seats. Know that I haven't thrown. I away, don't know. Maybe I haven't thrown away a car seat yet. So I guess I'll find out. I. I never. Look I could up, be, I, could I be, never look up. Am I allowed to throw this thing away when yeah. I throw a thing away? I could be super wrong about that. It, it might just. I might just. It might just be illegal to resell them or something. Like, oh well, I can point. see that. Like, because they're not up on current yeah. codes and laws and stuff like that. Yeah. 
I know you're not supposed to throw car batteries in the ocean. Oh. I don't do that. How did you learn about that, Ryan? From the news? From finding out about people throwing car batteries in the ocean? Yeah. You know, car battery, Ryan, um, it has the same two initials as the next sponsor of the show. Oh, my gosh. You did it again. Uh, They have sponsored the show. They've been sponsoring the show for a very long time. They had a they had no new pedals at NAM because they were at the effectors market, but they didn't have I don't think they had any new pedals there either. I mean they just came uh, out with a lossy. They did just come out with a lossy. Yeah. Uh which by all accounts sounds fantastic. They have the generation loss two, which is apparently perfect for lo fi blues play. And they've got all sorts of other pedals that you guys should go check out yeah. at chasebliss.com. While you're there, get on their mailing list so when they have excuse me, sales, which do not happen that often, or they have new product or they have limited release stuff, you're going to find out about it. And all you're going to be is on a mailing list. Make your mailing list count. Don't. I'm not saying get on every mailing list, but I'm saying if there's a brand that you like, get on their mailing list. So I was talking Especially to... Especially if it's chasebliss.com. I was talking to Joel, Mr. Chasebliss himself, yeah. at that event. And and he, he was... He is such... Just a warm beam of white light moving mm-hmm. through the mm-hmm. world and just brings joy to every person that he encounters. He he had tuned into an episode where I was being self-deprecating. Oh, really? <laughs> about about us and our sponsorship and and being like, is this is is this effective? Is this marketing working? Are you guys buying Chase Plus pedals off of our innate, like insane rambling that we do here and stuff? And he's like, you shouldn't do that. Like, yeah, I believe in you guys. What you what you do on the show is great, and you know, like you guys are a great investment for me and stuff. So I'm gonna try my best, Joel. I'm gonna try my best to not be self-deprecating, and I'm gonna say that I think this advertising that we're doing and have been doing with Chase Plus Audio has been incredibly effective and i know it's been effective and i have full faith that it's going to be effective and i want you guys to prove it take pictures of your chase bliss stuff tag us and chase bliss on instagram facebook tiktoks wherever just take pictures of your chase bliss and say hey thanks chase bliss thanks 60 cycle hum just you know tag us together make it obvious let us let us see if truly this advertising has been effective. How about that? And if it hasn't been, then I guess Joel is wrong and I'm right. And then we're going to lose Chase Bliss as a sponsor. Wow. We, no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Joel loves us and believes in us and just wants to support the show out of the kindness of his heart, whether it's effective or not. But I want I do want to see your guys' Chase Bliss pedals. Show me your boards. Publish your boards with your Chase Bliss pedals on it and tag us and tag Chase Bliss. There we go. Ryan. I tried, and I still got self-deprecating. Okay, Ryan. go ahead, Steve. Ryan. Yes. Been trying to get out of this. All right. What are your gear goals? Let's talk ah, about Ah, that's our topic. You know, here's the thing is everyone else did their gear goal for their, like, last episode of 2023 or the first episode of 2024. Well, we always do. Here we are we in mid-February. We always do. We call it New Gears Resolutions. Yeah. And that kind of just got by us this year, and we 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 didn't do it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I, think we, I think we did, like, a live video or, like, holidays lined up weird yeah but we still have solid gear goals for this year and for into the future so do you want me to go first or do you want to go first uh you can go first i think my gear goal and i, I was thinking about this around new year's and i'm still thinking about it now and i've been living it i've been living this gear goal 
I've been using kind of the same two guitars for demos mm -hmm. for a long time now. The Strat, because it's got humbuckers and single coils. And then uh, my Jazzmaster yep. back there, because it's got a humbucker and a single coil and single coil tones uh, ac across, you know, that Alameda switch for yeah. the bridge pickup as yeah. well. I want to say screw it. I want to say who cares anymore? This mm -hmm. is 60 cycle hum, baby. Things are going to get weird. If I demo a tube screamer, it's not necessarily going to be with a guitar that makes sense. I just want to play all my fun guitars. I've got a lot of fun guitars around. I want to be more fearless about that. I don't want to be worried about being like the demo for whatever thing I'm demoing. If, if, if I don't sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan, that wasn't going to happen anyways because it doesn't matter what <laughs> guitar I play. I'm not going to sound like that. Yeah, right. I do want to show off like some standard sounds. But like I also want to play my fun guitars. I want to yeah. play guitars that have different pickup loadouts and maybe don't cover like the most standard bases possible. So that's my gear goal for 2024 is to get out of that bubble to break free of these restraints I've put on myself and just start playing guitars and having fun in demos and not worrying about it being, you know, this, you know, middle of the road representation of what right, you can expect. Right. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna play what I want to play. Do some goofy shit. Yeah. What what's your gear goal? Um, my gear goal is to just play more and and maybe hmm. uh make, and make things. So I'm if we can Oh, oh, oh. Apparently, I'm taking this stuff home with me tonight. Yeah. So to I got I got the new rev amp back there, the D25. So I was thinking, Steve is talking about doing some demos and filming at home and playing at home. I was like, Steve should take the D20. Yeah. Because this is a great recording platform. It's got headphone out. It's got virtual cabs built in from uh, from two notes, and then it's got XLR out, and it's got an internal load. No jokes. It's got an internal <laughs> load, so you don't even have to have a speaker plugged into it, and you can use it as a tube amp head. And it's a great, like, kind of, like, warm, clean yeah, uh, like pedal I platform. Was, I was playing one of these at NAMM, and I, re I really liked the sounds I was getting out of it. They're really With solid little... the MGK yeah. Razorblade guitar. Oh, of course. And, Steve, I don't know if you knew about this this feature. What, what other feature? Check this out. This is going to blow your mind handle folds down yeah I, I didn't know that oh who spoiled <laughs> it <laughs> it's, it's pretty obvious the way that's designed because of the way it is yeah uh then i'm gonna take this zoom h8 yep uh and then i'm gonna i started finding a, a couple um like camera stands and lighting stands on amazon so hopefully i'll get those ordered by say the end of the week that we're recording this and I'll get my room all set up so my live streams will work better, My the live streams I do with Philip. And then um, hopefully I can start putting some just real basic uh, demos, probably just doing stuff out of my collection and, and whatnot to start. Steve? Which is, which is of course, that's what we always say. Like, people come to us all the time, even at NAMM, still, you know, oh, what, you know, what should I do to get more, to make more demos and stuff? It's like, well, have you demoed everything you own yet? Yeah. Steve has a lot of stuff he owns, and he hasn't demoed any of it yet. So It's true. He's got a lot of stuff to cover. I he, Steve has been filming things and editing. He's been learning editing. I edited a thing. He's edited a thing. He's I don't know doing if, the work. I'm I in, I'm impressed. I don't know if by the time this episode comes out, if any of my Nam videos will be done. But I'm I'm hoping they will. There's be. there's I'm, no expiration date. No, I know, I know. And and my uh, 
my uh, computer time because of my job and everything, it's hard to find time to edit. Mm. Uh, and I'm estimating right now I probably need to find like 10 to 15 hours to edit it all for like 18 minutes of video. Right. Well, but it's because I'm learning the, the software yeah. too. I don't really know. Like I know some rudimentary stuff in DaVinci. So all of this gear goal stuff, like it all comes back to like just learning how to do like these kind of um, creator type things that I've just never really had the time or space to get into. And now I do. There you go. 10 years later. <laughs> well, like whenever, like it's always been open, yeah, yeah. open invitation. This is both of our channels. I, I've done all, most of the demo stuff, the vast majority of yeah. it. And now you have an interest in it. We both built this channel together via the podcast. So might as well like go for it. Now you feel like doing it. Now you're interested in doing it. Now do it, you know, and you've yeah, got, it's gonna you've, be got fun. A, you've got a workspace to do it in at home. And that's, you know, a big part of it. I'm going to run bass through the rev. Why not? It's, it's, it's going it to sound sick. No, it actually would probably no, sound I, really good. No, I think it would. Yeah. It's oh, a, bring it up here real quick. There's one more thing I want to show you, Steve. Yeah, because I'm going to remember all of this. No, this is easy. This is an easy part of this. Okay. So it's mostly clean. Mm -hmm. It gets more saturated against the, across the gain knob, yeah. but it is a push pull. Ooh. And it gets dirtier. So okay. you, you have access to more gain across Well, the I gain. noticed when I was playing around with the NAM that these buttons can make it a little dirtier too. Well, no, this is your 20 watt to 4 watt yeah. sort of thing. That's not really going to matter for you because you're not running into a cab. Uh, but that the the pre and the post is for your effects loop. Ah, so okay. if, you, if you want to put reverb before or after or delay or something like that, that's what that's for. Turn those knobs. Yeah, turn the knobs, Steve. So I think I think uh, I don't have any pedals or guitars or anything uh, that are in the forefront of my mind. Someone asked that the other day, like, oh, well, if like uh, if there was any gear that I was thinking about buying in twenty twenty four, and it's like. I tend to not know I want something until I see it. Yeah, and know. then when you see it and you want it, you get it then, you know? Like, I don't I don't have anything planned out. I mean, I always, in the back of my mind, want a Cower Banshee. Like, that's been, sure. in, that's been in my sure. head for way too long, and someday I'll make it happen. But I, I'm not planning on that for, like, you got to have something in your head that's like, hmm, that's yeah. nice. I've been wanting for years uh, either a vintage Yamaha or one of the 90s reissues of, like, the Samurai head stocked, like, mm -hmm. you know, like a, mm -hmm. the SG, uh, SGV 300s or 600s yeah. or whatever, 900s, 800s. It was one of the hundreds. I want one of those. So it's like. That's an opportunistic thing. If I happen to run across one and it's a good price and the color that I want, maybe it'll happen. I've, I still, you know, I'd love to have a Hallmark, a Hallmark Moserite style, you know, mm -hmm. maybe that'll happen. Maybe it won't. Like I'm, I'm always in this constant flux of having too much and having stuff that I need to work with so that I can get to the place where I can buy the things that I want sincerely for right. myself. Right. You know, like there's the work versus the what I want sort of balance and mm -hmm. the what I want balance gets on the back burner. So yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. What are your guys's gear goals? Yeah. Let us know what you, uh, what you want to do with gear this year. Maybe if there's stuff you want to buy, like I said, like I'm buying things, I'm buying lights, I'm buying stands. Yeah. Maybe your goal is to you sell know. everything. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you have like a minimalist goal. You're like, ah, oh, I've had too much for too long. I want to get down to one acoustic, one electric, one amp 
and maybe four pedals or something like that. I was bummed you weren't able to make that your other NAM video idea. What was the other NAM video that idea? Guitars are just like oh yeah, guitars the, or whatever. The, the, yeah, I have this I have this idea floating around in my head and I I couldn't make the words. I think the language part of my brain was blown out the last day <laughs> of NAM. I walked around for like an hour trying to film this thing. I think I just need to like sit down and write it out and read right. it like poetry. But like I, I have I have this whole thing in my head around the idea that guitar doesn't matter. And mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what I love about it is that it doesn't matter. And so I'll do some sort of <laughs> kind of like douchey Adam Neely sort of video with that at some point. Adam seems like a nice guy. I'm not guy. saying that Adam is douchey. Adam Neely is legitimately a nice guy, and I've got to hang out with him a couple times. But I'm saying that I will be channeling some douchey sort of stuff oh, okay. when I do it. <laughs> I know that came out wrong, but you guys know what I mean, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be self reflective and pretending to be deep. And I'm just gonna really, cut, it's just clickbait. I'm gonna cut that out, and it's just gonna be a two second Instagram. Adam Neely, if you if you were short. told about this video. And you came here trying to find the clip where people said that I thought you were a douche. Uh, I hope that I've clarified because I definitely don't think you're a douche, Adam Neely. He's only going to watch to that one spot and he's not going to watch past I mean, it. He's just gonna, he's going to hear those couple words and like, that's it. He said it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait around to find out what he said next. When this publishes, I'm going to go in OSB and I'm just going to record those two seconds i'm gonna send it to him i can't be like, imagine that adam has ever watched any of our videos like there's nothing there's nothing you that we do over here that i think he would find interesting at all do people watch because they find things interesting or because they find yeah. i'm back to being self-deprecating so anyway there we go sorry joel uh yeah let us know your gear goals down in the comments uh, what you want to do this year, whether it's buying, selling, trading, money, fixing, breaking, reviewing, or playing, playing, or podcasting, or if you want to start a podcast, we can give you some tips and pointers on that hey, as well. If you want to start a YouTube channel, apparently a few weeks ago, everyone quit. So there's space now. So you can, <laughs> yeah, you can get yeah. on YouTube right now if you want, because yeah. everyone quit all at the same time. Apparently this last ad was sent by Mr. B, Mr. B, Mr. B. Blueberry handmade dreadnought guitar bookstore motif with Alaskan spruce and mahogany. Blueberry handmade acoustic and electric guitars and accessories are made on the tropical island of Bali oh. by our experienced team of traditional wood carvers and artisans who have been practicing their craft for generations. Our unique workshop has been creating singular objects of musical and visual beauty since 2005. This is your opportunity to own a unique instrument or to gift Someone, something that can be cherished for future generations. The guitar in these photos can be recreated for you based on the exact same materials and specifications as the original, or we can modify it as you like. If you'd like to create your very own design, we love challenges. Our artists will sketch out your ideas for your approval before we start building. Excuse me. And we so this is just the, 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 the copy is peddling a service. It's not talking yes. about this individual yes. guitar. So you don't need Well, you could get a guitar like this you could get a guitar like this yeah i don't weirdly i don't hate this the price is is redonkulous and i hate to use foul language 28 like that 50. spicy adult wow. language like redonkulous this is on reverb or etsy uh i think it was on etsy it's a rare find steve 
I like it. I I think it fits a vibe very nicely. The debate here is, well, I mean, the price is a big debate. Like mm-hmm. either this is the sort of thing people fall in love with and buy on their vacation to Bali. Like this is a, this is a tourist item, which is you know fine and great. But the debate in my mind is technically this follows my art rules, okay? Because the bookshelves are horizontal with the guitar when the guitar is being played so the books aren't going to fall off the shelf but this is going to look real weird hanging on the wall especially if you hang Mm -hmm. it in your library Mm -hmm. i mean it's library themed this is a guitar for people with books this is a guitar for people with a library and they're all Mm going to slide to one side and then fall off if you put this thing vertical on the wall so i don't know that's all i got (laughs) What do you think, Steve? I kind of like what they did. Look at the, look at the pattern they carved into the bridge. That's going to get really greasy and grimy if you play this a lot. But I kind of like the look of it. Sorry, I'm very you, look look at the picture. Which part am I looking at? The, the bridge. The bridge. It's yeah, got like a clamshell sort of they thing. They do a going. lot of different things. I'm going to post a couple screenshots to add on to uh, here from their website. They have a guitar that they say is um currently on loan to the indonesian world expo uh-huh. uh it's an electric guitar with some very oh that looks fancy innate wood carving that work. looks like it'd be that looks like it would definitely be worth what they're asking for this uh for this one they are asking where was it fifteen thousand dollars wow so i don't so uh and they have some other yeah make sure you put that on the drive other guitar dragon things and they're not using like cheap parts no uh that one had well this one doesn't say but the that other one had uh these ones this one also says it has seymour duncan pickups so you know it's not like they're using i say cheap but at least for the pickups they're using like seymour yeah, that that looks like a like an undeniable art piece yeah. Where this looks more like the the book one looks more like a tourist sort of purchase. Now it is curious. Again, I don't know anything about this brand. When I looked up blueberry guitars, uh, there are things that you know people are saying. What's the deal with these? They have been around a long time. Um, also, I'm looking at the construction of this one, and and it looks it. I'm not a, an acoustic guitar expert, but like this shot right here at the butt end. Mm-hmm. Like, the top looks really thick to me. Maybe that's just a binding. It's hard to tell. But just the, the construction looks a little bit funny to me. I don't know. So some people... Like, I, I'm, I'm not expecting this to be, like, you know, like a, a high-end American-style build. Like, it's, it's... it's. But I don't know. There's, there's something about it that is giving me, you know kind of like Mexican flea market vibes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they've taken that and, and turned it into their canvas. So the, I, there, there's no way of knowing if this is going to be an amazing playing guitar for that kind of money, or if you're just playing for the art. It is, it is really hard. Uh, when I looked it up, looked for reviews, Apparently, acousticguitarforum.com, people really like 
have been negative about them, but it sounds like most of the people on there haven't played them. So it's right. Just, that's the thing. They're just looking at them from like, Oh, I don't care how hard the carving is because I don't like car. Like I don't like the carving. Right. Right. I mean, Hey, listen guys, if, if like 5,000 of you out there join the Patreon at the $1 level, <laughs> I'll fly to Bali Bali, is mm-hmm. that how you pronounce it? I'll fly to Bali, and I'll try one of these, and I'll fly back home, and I'll report on it. I'm not going to buy it. That'll just be, you know, to cover my cost of flying there, right. and, uh, you know, like a, a place to stay. Maybe I'll bring my wife along. We'll hang out for a week or so, just so I can make sure that I get enough time to to, thir- to really to, go check this to out. To thoroughly check out this guitar, and then I'll come back home, and I'll report on it, so you guys can find out exactly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what we're dealing with here. Like, it's worth it, right? That's the kind of hard-hitting investigative reporting you guys come to this channel for. And I'm happy to provide that as a service. We just need thousands and thousands of you to support us at the $1 level on Uh, Patreon. One of the the forums I was reading briefly was saying that just now, uh, while yeah. while while we are recording, who's reading uh, the forum? Well, because reading about this guitar was saying that they do use a different bracing than what you typically find on like a wet, like a tr- typical like a Taylor or a Martin sure. or whatever. Someone's probably going to point out that Taylor and Martin don't use the same bracing. I don't know. I don't know anything about that stuff. Well, that, I think Taylor uses some sort of laser cut, like biomechanical bracing. Right in there, that looks all weirdly organic, but cybernetic at the same time. And then Martin uh, Martin uh, uses timbers from uh, burned down churches. You're just saying words, aren't you? The I have no idea. Words. I have no idea what's going on inside an acoustic guitar. Um, so apparently, it's a little different. So it just says that like these sound these sound unique. Yeah, it's not saying they're good or bad. Someone got mad at me in the comment section today because I didn't know what drugs Dimebag was into. Yeah, I saw that dude like. Really went off. Because, yeah, sorry, I don't know uh, everything. Because you should know that the dime bag is a, is marijuana specific, and that dime bag Daryl, the reason that he only wanted to buy dime bags is because that way, if he got arrested, uh, he could he wouldn't have enough on him to get like a serious sentence. Because you're telling me more than I am I, that I'm interested in. Like yeah. I don't I don't actually yeah. care. And, like, and, and the, the commenter told me way more than I was interested oh, in. Oh, it, it was very, it was I didn't very even angry. read it all. It was very angry, and apparently uh, you said something bad about a dead person who can't defend themselves, and that's very cowardly of you. That's hey, if, if someone wants to bring Dimebag back to life, then he can be on the show, and I'll say those things to his face, and he can correct me. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Jeez. a comment on an episode from like three weeks ago, four yeah. weeks ago now. Yeah. <laughs> Go back and watch the MGK episode. Yeah, apparently, apparently the takeaway from the episode is that I, I don't know shit about Dimebag, which I could tell you. I I know that I don't know anything about Dimebag. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, it doesn't bother me at all. I don't feel bad at all. And also, like, I guess you should have known. Like, do you look, do people look at us? Serious question. Do people look at us? Look at our faces uh, here. These faces and think we know anything about the kind of razors that would go in, like, shaving equipment? Well, I do kind of know. I do kind of know what what razors go into like shaving. Equipment. Well, apparently, we were supposed to know that the kind of razor that the MGK razor blade guitar is is the kind that would go in like a shaving a thing of shaving equipment, and not the kind that you would use to cut cocaine. I think you could probably use anything sharp 
and flat to cut cocaine. I, so right, but like I think that this, can we stop talking about this? Like this was this was three weeks ago, Ryan. Let's do some adventurers club. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. We got the psychedelic warlock. I know you really like that one, but you also said you wanted to say you were gonna do a TikTok about authentic shred and send it to Mark Agnesi. So I don't know even know if you can pick one. How about I just stay out of it and you spin the wheel on yourself, and then you're guaranteed to win. Finally. Now I want you to pick one. Oh man, I think I'm going psychedelic warlock. I'm gonna go authentic shred. All right, let's it's wheel do time. it. It's wheel time. We're just gonna do uh, closest. We modify Ryan modified the wheel, so if he finally wins, it's because and then he cheated and he, then he rigged it somehow. Green is spin again. Okay, because that's directly. Oh, because it's in the middle. Yeah. All right. And I had I put a pick as the thing because the other thing was falling. Is off. that the crisp pick? No, it's not. Oh, okay. It's just regular fender that'd be funny tort. If it was. It's a heavy fender tort. Steve won. I won. You won. I Congratulations, won. Philip Carter of the Forty Watt Podcast. This is a uh, feels a little bit uh, nepotismy <laughs> since he is oh. like your Sunday once a month co-host. I I I want to say this, but he did pick a good ad. So I want to say this. That's all it um, takes. I want to give a thanks. This is late, and this will not affect Philip. Riley Anderson uh, won two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. And he uh, wanted to pay it forward. So, actually, last week's winner with the SG is going to get a $50 one. So, I I just want to say thank you, Riley, uh, for passing that forward. Do we want to talk about potentially modifying the adventurers club because we talked about that too has an idea and we want to know riley had this idea riley had the idea riley had the idea riley had the idea that since i've got five totes full of old affordable pedals what if people could request a random affordable pedal or two instead of their 25 dollar digital gift certificate yeah so basically if you wanted to afford a board pedals i would just pack those up ship them to you it wouldn't be the sort of thing where you get to pick steve would pick for you yeah but you're gonna everybody's gonna get two compressors until we're out of compressors <laughs> i'm kidding that would be but I'm not I, i'm not cruel i honestly like if we did two a week it, that would probably clear most of them out after a year and a half yeah like there's a lot over there. There's a lot of affordable yeah. pedals, and I do need to thin the herd. It's ridiculous. So I, and that's assuming people were every week were taking them, right? I mean, it's an option. It's fast. an option. It's not. It's not a given. You get to choose twenty five dollar gift digital gift card printed on heavy virtual card stock, or you get to pick. Two affordable pedals. Two affordable pedals. I'll probably throw like a. I'll probably throw a couple stickers or something. Yeah, in there you're gonna too. need to get some like sort of bubble wrap because I don't have the boxes anymore. Dude, I'm gonna flat rate everything in in flat rate mailers. But those flat rate mailers are they're they're bubbly, but they're not thick. I'll take like, each pedal and wrap them in a bubble. Okay, all right, they're free. Yeah, I got a system. All I've right, do, I've done this before. And if they don't get their safe, we'll we'll send you a fresh one. You don't have you don't save the boxes for all those. No, dude, are? I no. Do you know how ridiculous I'm that would joking. be? Joking. 
Uh, this week's song. I save the boxes for any pedal that's worth more than like eighty dollars. No, I, I get it. So that I can resell it someday. But like the affordable word pedals, the moment <laughs> I take it out of the box, it's like the box is dead to me. I can't keep that stuff. Uh, this week's song was sent by Six Was Nine. He says, uh, "They say I don't. I don't know." Track submission: "Hey Hey Romeo" by the Shiny Brights. Submitted for your approval is an MP3 of "Hey Hey Romeo," a track from the Shiny Brights off their CD EP "Los Pollos Estrellas." The song is a response track to Dire Straits' "Romeo." And what does Estrellas mean? Uh, stars, I think. The chicken stars? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. Uh. Someone tell us in the comments. Yeah. What does that mean? Hey, hey, Romeo. 
hard spoken word piece there. Incidentally, some... this is what my guitar pedal demos are going to sound like. <laughs> I can't wait for you to screw up our algorithms. <laughs> uh, by the way, we only have uh, a handful of songs left. Send more. So please send more. I've actually, we've been getting some real bangers for a while yeah. now. And I want to say, I just want to put it out there. Okay. That's not expected of you. Mm-hmm. You can send us your bedroom recordings. You can send us, you know, some sort of gritty punk rock thing you recorded on a VHS tape and then turned it into a digital file at some point. It doesn't have to be high polished, like professional quality stuff. We just want to hear the music that you guys are making of any quality. Like if you, if it's real weird, sure. If it's real gritty, Sure. If it's unfinished, sure. Send it. Like we're gonna play it as long as as long as you're ready to show it off. We're ready to play it. So just send it. All right. Bye everybody. Stay grounded. <laughs>